Hello and welcome to another episode of the Successful Home Ownership Show with your host Richard McKenzie out of the greater Cincinnati area. And this is a special episode. I have been wanting to divulge some of the secret treasures and so forth that we have found in attics and talk all about those in conjunction with having a healthy attic. That sounds boring, but when you hear about the things that we have seen in attics and the treasures that we have found, you may have even actually seen them in the news recently, um, that itself is extremely exciting and makes for this episode to be that extra special. So I think one of the first things that we want to talk about is your attic definitely needs to be a place that has great insulation and great ventilation so that when you do find those treasures in your attic, they're in great condition and hopefully you can find the things that we have found in attics for sure. So the first one I want to talk about, do you remember a bunch of years ago, probably in the early 2000s, Sotheby's Auction House had a nice 200-card lot found, and uh, when we found that in the attic, um, we were just so excited because the owners had no problem giving it to us, and, and, and I just remember being so excited about it. And then um, it, it auctioned for over $250,000. And the fact that we were able to determine that this attic had superb ventilation and low humidity and great insulation, so the temperature was just really perfect for keeping some, some cardboard objects that were worth so much money, tobacco baseball cards of the T111 genre. Um, I just remember that that was just an exciting day. Wait. No. I think I'm getting that mixed up. I am. No, I actually didn't find that in an attic. I'm getting it confused. No, we found a raccoon instead. That was the treasure. And... Yeah, I do remember pushing up the scuttle opening and that raccoon unloaded on me and peed on my head. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got confused. I I really did. It, it actually was a raccoon that peed on my head, not finding the baseball cards. You can see how I can mix those up very easily. So, um, yeah, I got kind of irritated. Um, I started imitating that Martian on Bugs Bunny. Hmm, I'll have to use my space modulate or you make me very angry. So anyway, the raccoon uh, continued on his way after I pushed up that scuttle opening. And uh, he went over to the other side of the attic and was over there near the gaping hole on the side of the house, which was not really the gable vent but uh he that was the way that he got in the attic what was your first clue that there was going to be an attic issue richard well there was a hole in the side of the house that didn't look quite natural now 
This actually turned out to be a pretty comical episode uh, as part of the inspection. We had one, Exhibit A, raccoon pees on Richard's head. Yes, runs down my shirt, down my chest. Uh, just really, just, you know, the kind of thing that you just want to have every day. Um, uh, it, it was the gift that kept on giving. Uh, and then uh, the uh, realtor was pretty well entertained, so much so that that was probably about 12 years ago, this being 2022 and uh, almost the first day of September recording this. And uh, the realtor to this day, uh, every time he sees me, that does come up. So I'm reminded of it every, every day. But you can see how I would have confused the raccoon peeing on my head with finding such a lot of baseball cards. Now, um, going through um, and finding other treasures in attics, we have seen various things. We've seen oh, people's old newspapers, boxes of magazines, um, stuff that people really just shouldn't put in attics because it's a pretty inhospitable place to store things. Don't put paper objects in there. Unless, of course... Oh, yes. I do remember another time when we went in an attic. And we were... um, We came across some... A couple of baseball cards. And these were the Honus Wagner 1909 T111... And when we got this one appraised, and this one went for auction, it fetched over $6 million. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I again got that mixed up. Now, that was again that raccoon that peed on my head. You can see how I got those two confused. Um, And I do remember kind of spitting out the words, kind of like John McEnroe did, Not with all the cuss words, but you can't be serious. Yes, he really did pee on my head. And it made me very angry. But played along, kept going. Still gave the the buyer uh, definitely their money's worth. A lot of extra entertainment at my expense. But helping people make the purchase, the biggest purchase of their life, and helping them reduce the risk, well, they ended up not buying that particular house uh, because there was a big gaping hole on the side. There was a lot of raccoon feces up there as well, and the house just stunk because of that. But things you really do want to consider about your attic. Now, are some of the following. Okay, now, yesterday's inspection, I was inspecting this house for some close friends, and... There was a couple of things that were really good. One, it had 12 to 14 inches of insulation in there. Great fiberglass insulation. It also had a ridge vent. That's the vent at the very top. So hot air rises, right? Now, hot air rises from where? From down below. Well, how do you get that air from down below? Well, it's good to have some soffit vents that aren't blocked by that great insulation. But in this case, they were blocked by that insulation, which was sitting on the soffit vent. So that's very important to get that stuff off of there and, and then allow the updraft to, to exit out uh, in, on, into the, uh, or out of the ridge vent. So we also saw in there a thermostat fan. The thermostat fan 
was not working, although it was pretty hot in the attic. I think it was at least 95 degrees up there, so I would have expected to have been up there and had that fan running while I was there. I think that's pretty important. Those things were put in the uh, inspection report, so we noted some really good insulation so that the hot air from, um, from the house during the winter isn't going to escape into the attic and be wasted or cause some condensation in the attic. That's all well and good, but ventilation was questionable and does need a repair. And that does need to be addressed pretty quickly, definitely before winter. Okay, now, what else um, with the attics is very important? Well, you wanna make sure you don't have things like vermiculite insulation, um, some knob and tube wiring up there, The house yesterday was not old enough to have those things, but if you have a house maybe from the 50s or 60s, you may run into once in a while the shiny cat litter looking insulation, which is called vermiculite, which has the asbestos fibers in it, and that needs to be encapsulated safely. What does encapsulation mean? That's something you want to consult with a qualified insulation contractor, one of the larger type contractors, not just anybody, and they will be able to help you with with, um, encapsulating that. Is that a cheap thing? No, it's not. Can you put stuff on top of it? Yes, as long as it is encapsulated properly, can't fall out, can't be stirred up. Um, You want to make sure those fibers are not going to be flying around. That's very important. There's also ways of taking it out, which of course stirs it up and causes a lot of issues. So that's even going to be more expensive. What about knob and tube wiring? What's that all about? Knob and tube wiring is the original ungrounded um, uh, 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 two-pole two-wire system that does not have a ground, as I said, and it is air-cooled. So what does that mean? That means when you have it in an attic on the ceiling joists um, running along the ceiling there. You can't pile insulation on top of it. So if you have one of these older houses that has very little insulation, if not any, you can't just pile insulation on top of the knob and tube wiring. You really best need to have that stuff taken out and then then you can have a safe situation and have a licensed electrician uh, ameliorate that and then add the insulation so that you have your 12 to 14 inches for this part of the country. Now, it's going to be different in the Snowbelt, Buffalo, Erie, Cleveland. I think they call for 14 to 16 inches. So it's even more important to not block your soffit vents because you're going to have a ton of insulation in your attic in those parts of the country. All right, so what's what's so good about this? Well, I, I really love... Uh, Again, being able to find treasures in attics and knowing that, um, you know, our our find is just right around the corner. Um, I can't wait till we find that item in the attic that just, you know, we just find that incredible item. And we'll end up on the news and Sotheby's will auction it off for us and we'll be all famous all in front of the camera. Um, I'm really just looking forward to that because I know that's going to happen soon. Um, But in the meantime, what we're going to do is we are going to help clients make the biggest purchase of their life. And instead of having a dollar value on it, that actually is a value that is priceless. 
Um, okay, there's no dollar value on that. That feel good knowing you've helped people is real important. Now, um, I do remember going in that attic a couple days ago and knowing we found these 1952 tops TOPPS for those who don't know baseball cards. Okay. And one of them was the rookie card for Mickey Mantle, the Mick. Yes, sir. And it was graded PSA-wise, and and it was also auctioned by Heritage Auctions for, get this, I mean, this, I had a lot of trouble fitting this money in my wallet. $12.6 million. I mean, that was just so awesome when we discovered that in the attic. And we were inspecting this house because the uh, owner was a former delivery person for Topps baseball cards. Imagine that. We get to inspect a house for a driver or delivery person for Topps baseball cards. So he distributed them all around the country driving his car. And he just all of a sudden, you know, back in the 50s, left a whole bunch of them up in the attic. And, And he just said, hey, you can have them, sure. So, um, we went ahead and got those auctioned for $12.6 million, and uh, we just haven't been the same since. And and the one that went for so much money, believe it or not, um, it had already been pre-sold to uh, previously, uh, uh, one time for much, much less than that, and then a time before that for only $40,000. So, you know, people just keep putting this stuff back in the attic. I, I don't know what it is about cardboard and baseball cards and stuff. People just put them in attics, and they end up incre- increasing in value. So what do you know about these attics? Well, they must be some really good attics, because if they can keep a piece of cardboard in a pristine condition for close to 70 years, you know they have answered the bell on the insulation and the ventilation for your attic. Oh, oh, I did it again. I can't believe that. I actually got that mixed up again with that raccoon. There must be some sort of chemical in raccoon pee that makes you stupid and forget stuff. Oh, man. I just feel like that... I don't know, Charlie Brown trick-or-treat thing where he's going around and and everybody's saying, I got a Hershey's chocolate bar. I got a Reese's cup. I got a rock. Oh, well. Well, we do get to help people make the greatest purchases of their life. And as you can tell, I really, really do love reading these stories about these uh, baseball cards that people seem to find. Now, I'm going to brag a little bit. A bunch of years ago, okay, I'll end on this. So you want your good ventilation. You want your good insulation. Um, you don't want a whole bunch of weird stuff in your attic. And I've been in some attics, man, and some of them you, you can't even crawl around because there's so much stuff up there. Stop putting stuff in your attic. Just stop. Just say no. There's other places. Put down the box. Do not try to put it in your attic. Don't put your Christmas tree in the attic. Don't put your wedding gown in the attic. Well, what should I put in the attic? Glass and rocks. That's it. They're not going to deteriorate. Or maybe baseball cards. 
very possibly, I'm not sure, but I've heard that there are some baseball cards sitting up there. I mean, heck, if a raccoon, and raccoons can make themselves comfortable in an attic sometimes, it must be a pretty good place, okay? So back to my little story, I'll leave you with this. Bunch of years ago when I was a teenager, late teens, I actually um, was a big Nolan Ryan fan. So Nolan Ryan was probably the best strikeout pitcher, well he was, the best strikeout pitcher in all of history. Okay, so in 1968 he was a rookie and his baseball card, he had Jerry Kuzman on the card with him. It was one of those double cards, you know, you've got two people on there. And so back before he had um, retired, his card was just kind of, um, it wasn't anything fancy. So this, this baseball card dealer that I used to uh, go to a shop pretty often, I bought his rookie card for $38. That's right, $38. Then a bunch of years later, it peaked at like $1,200. Now, think about this. If you are a person to um, sell a baseball card, if you sell it to somebody like you are a dealer, you're going to get probably close to what the blue book or the um, Beckett book says for the value of the baseball card. But that's not a price you're going to get. How much is something worth, Richard? It is worth what somebody's willing to pay for it at any given moment. That's what my dad taught me. How much is something really worth? What somebody's willing to pay for it? I don't care what a book says. Point is, if you sell it to a dealer, he's not going to give you the full pull. He's going to buy it for much less, and then he's going to resell it. So, all right, back to the story. So, 38 bucks. Fast forward a bunch of years, okay? I go back to the shop that I bought it from, and it's sitting there at 12, you know, it's sitting at $1,200 in the Beckett book. So I said, uh, uh, Chris, um, I'd like to sell this. He said, oh, wow. Oh, cool. Okay. And I said, what? Um, I said, look at the grade. I mean, the grade is really good on this thing. And he said, um, I'll, I'll give you 900 That's my best deal. I said, <laughs> I said, where do I sign? Um, so, yeah. So I, I paid nine. I mean, I bought, uh, he gave me 900 for it. Then he proceeds, uh, well, uh, when he started looking at the card, okay, he turned it over and he said, hey, that's my sticker. You bought this for me. I said, I sure did. He said, oh, wow. Okay, so I'll give you 900 for it. And then he turned around and I, I followed up with him a few days later. He sold it for 1200 So everybody wins. You know, that's, that's good, good stuff there. I bought it for 38, sold it for 900. Um, he bought it for 900. He made 300 on it. Hey, everybody wins. That's a great story. I did not find that in an attic. I have been in hundreds of, uh, well, thousands of attics. Haven't found anything really good. But, you know, I have had a raccoon pee on my head. And it causes me to live vicariously through other people's baseball card finds in their attics. So that has got to be some sort of entertainment. All right. I hope you've gotten something out of this other than thinking that that crazy guy on the podcast is talking about a raccoon peeing on his head. But until our next episode, 
This has been the Successful Home Ownership Show with your host, Richard McKenzie. And please, thank you for listening. And for goodness sakes, don't put that stuff in the attic. Thank you.